One percenters, welcome back to another episode of the One Percent Podcast. I'll be your host, David Nurse, like usual. Hope you guys are all enjoying your quarantine time and becoming one percent better every single day. Today, we have an NBA treat for you guys. NBA players who are not just basketball players, but are defined by so much more. Welcome to the podcast, Lou Amundsen and Chris Copeland. Chris played for the New York Knicks, the Indiana Pacers, one of the best shooters in the NBA when he played. Lou Amundsen was more of a hustle guy, a glue guy, played for the Phoenix Suns with Steve Nash, the New York Knicks as well. Both these guys were not the high profile, big time names, LeBron James names, but they worked relentlessly to get where they're at and have outstanding NBA careers. Now as the high performers they are, they're putting their minds to the entrepreneur world, the business world, and they are leading leading athletes and others in this type of development, their mindset, and just overall growth. And Lou and Chris go back and forth today on what they're developing, how they are defined by more than just basketball, and how you can have an entrepreneurial mindset no matter what area you're in. So one percenters, put on those seatbelts, buckle up, because here we go. You know that sound when you want a great night's sleep? Yeah, that's what you get from Chili Technology. Chili Pad and the Uller, literally the biggest game changer that I've ever used in my own life for sleep. I would not be promoting these guys if I didn't believe in them. Great people in the organization and just the product. Oh my goodness, the deep sleep, the REM. I just wake up recharged, rejuvenated every single day because I sleep on the Uller, which cools my body temperature to exactly where I want to be at. And the ideal temperature is between 62 and 68 degrees. I like it really cold, like 58 degrees. And that cold, sleeping in the cold, as we all know, gives you a better rejuvenation, regenerative sleep every single night. It's like plugging your iPhone in. Would you want to plug it in and wake up with the iPhone being 75%? No. Make it 100%. And that's what the Uller and Chili Pad bring to you. And for you listeners, for you one percenters, I have a huge big time discount code to check this out. The links will be in the show notes on how to do that. If you want to sleep better, if you really want to have great sleep, which we all do, this is the answer. Let's just get it rolling on this 1% podcast with Chris Copeland and Lou Almondson, two very good friends of mine, NBA Former superstars, how are we doing today, guys? <laughs> Lou, well, I'm just happy to be. No, here. no, definitely. I don't think any any of us got close to superstardom. I think maybe Cope, you got closer than me. I, I think you guys are both superstars in my eyes, and that's all that matters. All right. Appreciate that, B. <laughs> all right, start us off with a bang. Well, Cope, we'll start with you. Start us off with something no one really knows about you. Something, not just basketball, but some people might not know about Chris Copeland. Uh, I've been keeping it, you know, I, I've definitely been keeping it to myself, but you know, you know, Dave, Lou, you guys are, are my people, family. So, um, I actually been dabbling in the music yes. um, department. Nice. So I'll be the first to, um, yeah, you're actually the first person I've said that to uh, publicly. You know what I mean? So, Oh my gosh, this is like the biggest news we've ever had on the podcast was a first time say amazing. Hopefully it's, it's good, then it'll be real good news. But we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm having some fun with it right now, and we'll, we'll awesome. see how it comes so, out. 
Cope, that's really cool, man. When you get when you have some stuff out, we'll use it as the intro music. So make sure you make a make sure you make a one percent podcast intro song for us. I'll make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, what about you, man? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like uh I've been I've been uh I guess on the same tip. I've been doing a lot of um a lot of art actually lately. Uh nice. So I, I do but I've done art my whole life, you know, but I'm kind of giving it some more uh some more time, you know, especially now. Um, so yeah, I, I paint and do like kind of like large scale abstract acrylic paintings, um, and diff- different different mediums and different things. But that's kind of what I've been working on lately. So uh, so yeah, that um, surf. You do it all, man. You are one of the most artistic people, mindset, and just physically artistic that. That I've ever been around, and, and Cope, you're one of the most entrepreneurial people that I've ever been around. Anytime we have a meeting, you're always like, "Man, I got this, I got this, I got this. Let's plug you here, let's plug you here." Like you guys are beyond athletes to the max. So let's let's talk about during this time right now. It's as as everyone knows, it's a crazy time that people either look at it as "Woe is me," when will we ever get out of this, or how do I use this time to make it like pivoting crisis for opportunity? And I, I think you both are absolutely that. You guys are go-getters. What ways are you seeing that that you're really taking steps forward during this time? Not staying stuck, but going to come out of this thing better than you went in. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think obviously there is huge opportunity here. Um, I... I try to always, you know, I've just been looking at it, you know, accepting more of the situation instead of, you know, like being upset that it's, you know, that it, how disruptive it is or how, you know, and it, and, and to be fair, like I, I understand and I don't want to sound uh, callous, you know, there's a lot of people that are really going through tough times and don't have, their, you know, don't have their jobs and not getting paid and living check to check. So, I certainly, um, I certainly acknowledge that, that those are difficult times. These are difficult times for a lot of people. Um, but you know, again, there's nothing we can do about it. So I, I look, I don't put my energy there at all. I, I really just only think about what, um, you know, accepting the, the situation and, and what it is and, and, um, uh, and letting that kind of lead the way, um, and finding opportunity there, um, as well. So we talked about it a little bit, uh, Dave, you know, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. there is huge opportunity here, I think, um, you know, individually and as a collective, as a society um, for a huge change. Um, I think when you talk about change on a, on a large scale, um, it, it takes something like this um, to, to really uh, produce that, that kind of change. Um, so I'm very excited, uh, you know, to, to see what this is going to do. Um, to see what effects this is going to have um and and i i know for certain you know that, that you know i think that there's going to be uh coming out of this a lot of creativity a lot of ingenuity a lot of um you know a lot of really uh new ideas and perspectives coming out of this which i think is is amazing yeah that's a beautiful answer it's it's not what happens to us but it's what we make of it and happen through us. And that's mm-hmm. spot on Lou. What do you, what are you picking up from this cope? What are you seeing, man? hundred percent. A lot of it, a lot of what I said, echo what Lou's saying. And I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see what comes out of this, at this time. I mean, 
at the end of the day, we know the world's going to be very different. People are going to interact differently. Yeah. Um, I would like to uh, hope that the majority of people will kind of try to push for things to get as close to normal as possible. Because me, uh, I don't think it'll be fun living in a world where everybody just six foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> virtual world. Yeah. yeah. If that became the norm, um, I think that you know, that'd be, that'd be a sad world to live in. You know what I mean? But yeah. Um, I feel like uh, we we can't help but to know that it is going to be different when we come out of this thing. Um, but uh, like like Lou said, there will be some 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 new creative creative people coming to the forefront because we'll need new ideas. We'll need new ways to manage things and how to go about life as it as it changes. Because um, it will be different. I mean, it just it just will be. There's a lot of fear out here. There's a lot of anxiety when it comes to being. Uh, is the government telling us the truth? Are we, <laughs> right. you know, how, how, how is this? You know, you hear all the conspiracies, you hear yeah. all the, uh, how bad is this virus really? All that type stuff. And a lot of people don't know how to, how to um, handle that. So I think you're going to see a lot of anxiety from a lot of people coming out, out the gates. And it's going to be interesting to see how people manage that and how people create new ideas, new businesses, new, I think uh, everything from sanitation is, you know, is going to be, really big, you know, people that invest in those type of things, cleaning services and whatnot. I think those are going to be huge. It's, it's, they're going to be popping out of nowhere. Everybody's going to have a cleaning service coming out of this. It's gonna be, uh, <laughs> and it's going to be lucrative. I think people, a lot of people are going to make money off of that type of stuff. It's going to be interesting to see what happens next. Yeah, Lou, or Kobe, you're spot on. I like I already have a hand sanitizer business going, a toilet paper business going. Like I'm I'm on the front lines of <laughs> No, I I think you guys both make great points and and coming out of this will be different, but what I really hope people come out with is the habits that they built, the the habits of spending time with their family, taking time for the most important stuff and and not just going back into the busy 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 when we do get out of this and it's back to more normal normalcy. And so it's, it's an opportunity to what I call turning things in from survival mode into thriving mode. And you guys are doing that right now, as you mentioned, and you've also done that in your careers. You guys are NBA players. That is like people dream. Everybody dreams of doing that. But you didn't stop there where a lot of players, when they're done playing and you've all heard the story, you'll go broke and blah, blah, blah. And that's, but you guys have turned that just NBA into something where you're thriving, where you guys are in the entrepreneurial mindset and always creating and looking forward to what's coming next. So, Cope, you start us off, as, as I was talking about earlier, like we talk about business type of stuff all the time. And I, I mean, we need to hang out more. Obviously, we can't hang out right now, but I love being around you and picking your brains on what you have um, just in the, in the, in the oven. Yeah, I mean, um, my mom, my mom always, I'm going to shout my mom out. <laughs> Got to. Good. Do it. Uh, but she, uh, uh, she always said you're working on your story. You're just working on your story. Like when I was young, cool. um, she's always, she said anybody who's ever done anything special has always has a story, has a, um, uh, a cool story to tell. Right. And I think part of Lou and I, I think we have a lot in common in the sense that we're, we're, we're the underdog story. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Lou, Lou had had to had to grind for everything he got. I, I had to grind for everything I got. Um, and I think uh, you know, even being in the NBA, you know, I'm using that story like part of one of the things I'm doing. I'm really excited about is X versus X. I'm doing that with um, Meta, uh, Ron Artest, uh, which are, which are Meta, Meta World Peace. Yep. Um, 
that I'm most excited about is because, you know, I get to actually part of, part of the platform is giving guys opportunities to, um, you know, create their own story. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's for me personally, it's, it's a, it's a passion of mine to see guys that have similar backgrounds that are just trying to figure it out and figure out a way to, to, to be successful in the, in the game of basketball. And the NBA was, was just a stepping stone for me to be able to, have a little light to shine on on the next guys coming trying to figure it out. So it was um it's fun to be a part of this whole thing and it's it's great. It's real rewarding when guys say, man, you know, I don't know how this thing is gonna go, but I you know I appreciate you guys trying to figure out something for for me or for for guys around here. So it always feels good when we do tryouts and whatnot. So that's 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 my that's my story. <laughs> well no, I love it. And Cope, that's a great point because we're always creating our story. We are always building our resume. Resume is not something that we just write down on paper on what we did, but we live out our constant resume. And if you have that mindset of always creating your story, you're always looking at um, wanting to improve yourself, but also wanting to improve others around you. So that's, and it's, it's beautiful. That's what it's about. Lou, what about, what about yourself after coming, after finishing in the NBA and, and retiring? What have been some things that you've pivoted your life to and focusing on and, and developing? Um, yeah, just, I've really tried to just take my time, um, and be patient and, and not rush into any one thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, really, yeah, like I just really observe and, and let things kind of settle in. I think such as, you know, such a big adjustment and transition for, for, uh, for guys like Cope and myself who are transitioning out of something we've done our whole lives, you know? So um, I don't take that lightly. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, like there's just a lot of reflecting, a lot of, um, you know, thinking about, uh, what my life, what I want my life to be like in the future and what that's, you know, like, cause, cause we do have this opportunity to, to, uh, really start fresh uh, if mm -hmm. you want to and, and do anything you want. And that's something that, um, most people don't have. Uh, so I feel very blessed to, to be in this, um, you know, in this position. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm working on a few things here and there. Um, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, I think, I think it's important to, um, to observe yourself through really, uh, these transitionary times in life when you, um, you know, I, I under, I understand uh, what what Cope what you're saying about identity and and, and about you know your, your story. Um, I think I think for me, you know, especially in our time, you know, transitioning once once we once we kind of leave basketball, we have to come to grips with a new story, with a new identity. Yeah, it becomes our story, right? But we uh, we're no longer you know a basketball player. We were a basketball player. If <laughs> we were a basketball player. You know, um, and so, yeah, it's, to me, um, it's a really, it's a really important time to really go deeper, um, with yourself and understand yourself on a deeper level, um, coming to grips with your, you know, your own personal identity, how you view yourself and what you want out of life, I think are really, uh, you know, these, these are the, the questions that we're always asking, um, of ourselves and of each other. So. So that's kind of um, really giving myself the time and the space and, um, 
you know, the, the, uh, yeah, the, the ability to, to, to grow into that and uh, reflect on that and to you know, give it, give that the time it needs. Lou, you hit three really good points that I love to talk to people about and observe transition and identity. Observe being so key as, as most of us will just go through our days. It's like uh, super, super fast, like a, a rat race. But to be able to figure out what you really want to do, what you're really meant to do, you have to take that time to, to sit back and, and just observe. And then when you talk about identity, it's like, like you guys are identified as basketball players, but that's not what defines you. And a lot of people will have that that thing that people say they have to be or or what they are. Like for myself, I was basketball coach, shooting coach. But since then, I've been pivoting, transitioning into motivational speaking, into this podcast, into being an author. Like we are what we decide we want to be. And there's a ton of power in that. But it's also really, really difficult for a lot of people to do is having – Having that that purpose, but having passion together mixed with their purpose, and and making this kind of transition or this pivot is there is there any types of of mindsets? And we'll start with you, Lou, as you guys both have very strong mindsets through the NBA and everything that it takes to play in college basketball and play in the NBA. Is there any type of mindsets that that you've developed over your life that you're taking from? basketball and, and now transitioning in it to, to today's world? Uh, yeah, a ton, you know, I mean, just taking it back for a second to, to this time we're, we're experiencing now, which I, I think is not to be, um, you know, understated. I mean, I, I think this is um, unprecedented. I mean, obviously it's yeah. unprecedented time in history where, where never before have we seen this. Um, and so I think, you know, this is going to have this effect of, you know, everyone is having to come to terms and come to grips with who they are, what their identity is, who they, how they view themselves, because they don't have to work anymore. They have to work. You know, a lot of people don't have work or they have to, you know, uh, you know, they have to transition into a Mm -hmm. different way to, to, to look at themselves and the way that they make a living. And uh, so these are all like, uh, you know, new ways of, of kind of, a reckoning of, of uh, you know, a reckoning of sorts where people are going to have to look at, you know, their identity and how they view themselves. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I mean, for me, like, as far as what I do, you know, I, I always approach things how I approach basketball. And, and as Cole mentioned, you know, we had to grind. We had to work harder than everybody else. That was our secret sauce. You know, we had to, you know, we had to put in that extra time um, we had to um, sacrifice uh, a bit more, and um, you know, maybe maybe look more long term, and maybe put our our, our short term uh, our short term goals maybe on hold for what we wanted in the long in the long run. Um, so for me, that's always been yeah, like working hard. I think being being positive. I, I've I've always you know I've learned very valuable lessons throughout my career in the way that it went. And one of the, one of the main ones being to not uh, worry about the things you, you can't control. Um, and it sounds nice. very obvious. It sounds, you know, I mean, everyone knows this before, but I, I think it's a very, it's a, it's, it's a different lesson to, to learn through experience than it is to, to know through, 
you know, intellectually, where you say, ah, I know what it is. But then when you're forced to, to repeat, repeatedly do it mm-hmm. um, at a very, you know, in practice and, and, and do it over and over again with something that you are passionate about and you are, that is your, your, your craft, that is, you know, that is your passion, um, that, that instills it in a very different way. Uh, it distills it. Um, and such that you 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 really it, it hits you a different way. Um, so I, I would say like you know working you know definitely um, there's no substitute there's no shortcuts there's no substitute for just good old fashioned hard work. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like sure. uh, and then and then to not take things like you know for me it, you know a lot of the stuff is really simple, um, but it sometimes takes you. Um, experiencing it on a on a real personal level to really distill that into your fiber of your being where you like okay this is i'm not gonna i'm not gonna worry about it like you know i mean you know uh, uh you can you can tell yourself i'm not gonna worry about stuff i can't control all the time but then you yeah. really are <laughs> you really are worried <laughs> yeah. about it <laughs> so just to you know try to um let those things not put any any energy into it or behind it um and let yourself uh save save that energy uh for those things that you are passionate about that you do want to pursue um and that you do want to make into reality you know um saving that energy for those things and not for anything else blue man you are like a stoic like stoic wisdom you're dropping on us, man. Like not worrying about what happens to us is this is the sole most difficult thing for most people to do is not be determined by their circumstances. But you hit on the point of, yeah, we all know that, but it's the difference between knowing and doing and through repetitively having to go through these situations, these difficult situations that you have, always being the underdog and doubted, and then coming through on top, you realize that hey, I can get through any type of situation. And it gives you that power of knowing it's not about what happens to us, but it was what happens through us. So that's awesome. That's just a spot on great answer. Cope, what about yourself, man? Any mindset developments that you have had throughout your career, throughout your life, that lead you to be the continued driving force you are today? Yeah, um, just kind of piggybacking uh, what Lewis said. Um, you know, after after all the work, you know, going out there is, and trying to be courageous. You know, it's like shoot, you know they nice. say shoot your shot. Nice, because uh, you put out, you know, you put on put out all this work and blood, sweat, and tears towards whatever it is. Like it could be creating a business, it could be anything. Um, and you know, some people, they, they call it paralysis through analysis. And you have that, that time where you just overthinking things. And, you know, I always, um, as a basketball player would challenge myself to shoot, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I, I'd be, I'd be lying to you if I didn't, if I didn't say I wasn't nervous in games or anxious before, or, um, you know, it kind of goes away when you start playing, but at some point you got to tell yourself, listen, no matter what, we're going to be aggressive. You know what I mean? If I'm off, I'm going to continue to be myself and, um, you know, one of the, it, bring, it reminds me of a story. One of my favorite movies, one of my favorite characters is um, Achilles um, from Troy. Nice. Um, and he's like, uh, he's taught, so the, the, the movie starts, I'll try to tell a fast version of the story. The movie starts and they're like looking for Achilles. They send a kid to find him. And they said the two, the, the two best warriors from both sides would, would um, 
uh, would end the war and save a bunch of lives, long story short. And um, the kid is waking up Achilles. He's like in a, he, <laughs> he's in a bed with, with girls and he's having a good life or whatever. And um, the kid is like, wake up, you gotta, you know, fight this monster. And he's loading up, he's putting on his shield. And um, the kid is like, you're Achilles, right? I heard you can't be killed. And he's like, I, I wouldn't be bothering with the shield, would I? And part of that story is, is you know, that's important because he knows at some point, you know, bad things can happen. You know what I mean? And, he, and then the kid is like, but he's such a monster. I wouldn't want to fight him. And he said, that's why no one remember your name. <laughs> and he rides off to go to, to go to battle. And for me, I think that was super powerful because it's like, you got to know the consequences, be well aware of your surroundings and what may come with that. But um, at the end of the day, you got to ride out and, and, and face all challenges and try to be courageous. So I'll just say, uh, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot, man. That's beautiful. And just for everyone out there, uh, Cope is one of the Cope going to shoot now. Cope can shoot, Luke. He's one of the only people, one of the only people to beat me in a shooting competition. I will admit that on air. I wouldn't go to anything, but they did. All right, cool. That thing goes up quick when you give it to Colt. God. Uh, <laughs> that's why he, he shot his shot. That's it's it's about being a great shooter. But that mindset too is what separated you, Cope, as one of the best shooters when you played. And I love that so much. It's just a lot of us get stuck in that that fear of not taking that shot. But what's the worst that can happen? We shoot that shot, we're right back to exactly where we're at right now. And and literally, there's, there's stats that say that 98% of what we fear never ends up happening. And everybody lives in this worst-case scenario, especially right now, like thinking the world's going to end. 98% of that stuff doesn't happen. So why waste your time worrying on it? Take, your, take this opportunity and take your shots. Take your half-court deep bombs that cope pulling up one step inside a half-court. Do those type of things now. Let it fly. Let it fly. And all of these types of mindsets are built on habits, built on routines. Do you guys have any certain like non-negotiable things that you do during your day as at your, your habits? Maybe it's your morning routine, your evening routine. Cope, we'll start with you. Any habits that you have that, that you feel like, man, this, this, this separates me from everybody else? Um... That separates me, uh, or just the habits that you have, or just the habits that build you to who you are. Um, for 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 me, um, well, one, my habits. I'm always going through my phone. I, I chronicle a lot of everything that I do. So nice. Um, you know the notes that I take throughout the day. Um, I won't say first thing in the morning, but all throughout the day, I'm always taking notes. Um, making whether it be setting uh, alerts for myself tomorrow to call this person, make sure that I don't forget. Uh, to stay on top of certain uh, things, like whether it be I'm creating an application or different uh, different things in business that I'm trying to make sure I don't forget. So um, I think that's that's something that keeps me on top of things that I focus on throughout the day, just, just making sure I'm going through my phone, going through my notes, making sure I don't forget anything as I'm trying to create, um, create and go forward. Yeah, you're really good at that. You do a great job of staying connected with people. And it's it's a it's a skill. It, building relationships is a skill, but keeping relationships is even more of a skill. So you you do an amazing job at that. That's a it's a great point. Lou, what about you? You got any habits, routines that you go to? You lean on. Super excited to share with you guys that my first book, Pivot and Go, is on pre-sale now Amazon DavidNurse.com. Pivot and Go. It's about making mindset pivots, small slight changes in your perspective 
little shifts that can change your entire perspective on life. It's based on 29 days, 28 to make a habit, 29 to make a lifestyle. There are 29 chapters, 29 mindset pivots that will absolutely have you coming out of there with extreme joy for the life you live, passion for the mission you're on, and confidence in who you are. So it would be awesome. If you could support the book, check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm going to be sending out a free autographed copy in the next month as well. It's on Amazon pre-sale. It's on davidnurse.com. Pivot and go. Um, not particularly. I, 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 uh, I think, you know, like I think, um, working out, you know, staying active is a really important part for me, you know, as far as like feeling good and thinking clearly. Um, but yeah, I don't have any, you know, I know people are super into their routines and stuff, but I, um, you know, I, I get, I get super into, you know, something uh that that I'll, I'll be doing and i'll do it habitually for for a while and then and then i'll change you know and do something else and i i think that for me that works because i i don't i don't i feel like um uh it, it's good for me to have that flexibility um mm-hmm. and to have the and to not feel um you know i think that there is there is something to like having consistency in your life and, and something that is is the same every day I, I i recognize that as being valuable but certainly think that um um like like with this you know there's there's a lot that uh you kind of have to in life you just have to go with the flow sometimes and, and um and so and so yeah i, I give my, myself the space to um kind of kind of uh do whatever it is and i'm you know, some days I'm feeling like I need to do, I need to, you know, do a longer meditation or some days I'm feeling like I need to, you know, do a really hard workout or, or whatever it is, you know, and, and I, I give my space, myself kind of the space to, to, um, to do that. Um, yeah. That's, that's beautiful. That's who you are. It's, it, you, it's consistency, but consistency with growing, with evolving, constantly evolving. You're not afraid to get out of your comfort zone, which most people get stuck in that same routines, that same habits, which, like you said, habits and routines are great, but not something that we want to depend on and get feel like we're stuck in and and shoot like i'll text you one day and you'll be over in thailand going on some crazy trip or the next time you'll be over in europe like you are one of those people that seek out adventure seek out growth and seek out really like being in an uncomfortable position where people might not think you should be in but you thrive in that and that's that's what well, keeps that's, you that's, that's where that growth comes from is For being sure. in those uncomfortable situations and uh, and um so so that's yeah i think there's you can kind of easily if you have these these uh routines that you kind of adhere to every day it becomes very comfortable and you may miss out or or not be observant of something that might might be there for you it might be might be waiting for you that day yeah. but you're yeah. so focused on the the thing that you think you have to do or else it doesn't or else I'm not me yeah. you miss it so yeah. uh, you know, I, I think it's good to be, you know, to have those things that, that you, you think make you feel good and to set you up, um, you know, to, to, to feel good. But but also be open your eyes to be observant and, and be flexible to 
um, whatever may come. And, and maybe that puts you in a, in a situation where you can get a lot out of it. You can grow a lot. It's great. I love that, man. And, and on this 1% podcast, we're a lot about the, the motivation, the self-motivation, intrinsic motivation that you have. Lou, starting with you, what, what wakes you up and motivates you to get out of bed and just attack the day like you do? Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, for, well, for a long time, you know, basketball was my, you know, that was my muse. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think all basketball players share that in common, you know, like we just, we love the game so much and and there's a drive, a a burning fire in all of us to want to be better, want to, want to, um, be great. And so that, that drove me for many, many years. You know, and, and now it's kind of a, a new, <laughs> a new normal for me to, to no longer have that drive. Um, so it's interesting, you know, I, I, I see that energy kind of being dispersed in into different areas and and and, and things, interests, and um, parts of my life that kind of maybe were were stagnant before, and now I kind of feel this this um new surplus of of energy and and and, uh and so you know i think always for me it's like how do you know how do you how do you become a better version of you how do you learn more i love to learn i love to find out about new things i love to um yeah you know like i love to go on adventure and and so those are things um, you know, I love challenge. And those are things that, that I think drive me and, and uh, propel me further and want me, you know, lead me wanting more um, is challenging things that I, I know I have to commit to and, and work hard at to really to see, uh, you know, to see myself um, achieve in that category. Um, I think, you know, really like most good things they don't come without hard work, you know? So I, I almost, I almost relish in, in that, in that hard work, knowing that there's something on the other side of it. Oh, that's great. Growth towards becoming the best version of yourself through challenging things. Like that's why I love being around both of you guys. Like it's why you guys have become really good friends to me is, is I know that if, if I have anything that I want to do or something that I'm, saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and I shoot it off you guys, then you expect it of me. You're like, yeah, of course, all right, and, and you're doing this something big. And most people be like, nah, you can't do that, you can't do that. But it's being around people that empower you to be the best version of yourself, challenging each other. Iron sharpens iron, and you guys absolutely do that for me. Man, you guys need a podcast to yourself. I would listen to both of you guys with the knowledge you're dropping. Seriously. That would be fun, man. We should do We should do something, Luke. I think you guys should, man. Seriously, <laughs> Cope. What what about yourself? What, what wakes you up in the morning just with a vigor to just punch life in the face? More, <laughs> like <laughs> more. Love I it. mean, I I think that, that that's a fun commercial, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, 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 I want more. I think um, cool. You know, it's a it's a uh, it's a um, it's sad that it you know. After athletes are done playing, they think that's all. That's all, you know. And it's kind of a stereotype that you know, basketball is like the peak um, of, of our lives. And 
I, I refuse to believe that. Me personally, um, I want to dwarf. My goal is to dwarf. Is to dwarf. Um, nice. Uh, dwarf what I've done in, in sport and um, with all the other things I'm trying to create. So um, that's what drives me every day. I wake up and try to figure out new ways to to recreate myself and to do it on a bigger bigger uh, scale. Um, whether it be even if it's just giving back or uh, creating other things. So. Um, that's what that's what pushes me more. Man, you will. That's a great term and a great growth term, man. You will absolutely dwarf your NBA career. And it was a very good NBA career. So look up Cope, look up Lou. You guys will see with the, the amount that they've grinded to get to where they are today. All right, I'm going to throw you on the rapid-fire hot seat. So whatever comes to your mind, it can be quick answers, it can be long answers. You call it. Cope, we'll start with you. What is your favorite mindset quote that you live by? Do you have anything other than just more, period? Do you have anything that gets you juiced up or something you put on your fridge, a mindset quote? Yeah, my mama's boy. Uh, so shout out to mama, mama again. Um, my, uh, <laughs> my favorite quote she gave me when I was a kid, um, to this day, uh, find a way or make a way. So, so good. Mm. Yeah. So good. At bonus points for another shout out to mom too. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> Lou, what about you? Uh, yeah, that made me think of of, of uh, you know, of course, my mom and and something she used to tell That's me awesome. as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, where where there's a will, there's a way, and it's the same. It's the same kind of message. Like if you you know if you uh, want it to happen, you can find a way to make it happen. Um, so, gotcha. you know, I, I believe that. That's so powerful. And it, it coming from your mom's, it makes it so much better. And actually, my favorite quote came from my mom, too, which literally led me to pivot my life from playing to coaching is when one door closes, four open, a whole beachfront patio, meaning one door closes an opportunity for so much more greater things to come. Unbelievable. All coming from the mom. Everybody out there listening, listen to your moms. Moms, they know a lot. <laughs> All right, Lou, how about the moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA? Like some moment you were on court early on in your career, like, yeah, okay, I, I'm here. Um, man, probably when I was in, when I got to Phoenix and I, I, I was like in the, in the rotation, um, you know, my, that was my third year, I guess. Um, you know, I, I, I played the, the whole year previously in Philadelphia, but. I would like play here, here and there. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be consistent. So when I got to Phoenix, I was like, like securely in the rotation, playing every night, and um, you know, playing with with you know Steve Nash and Grant Hill and Shaquille O'Neal and, and Amari, and it was like that for me. It was like holy shit! Like I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm here now. It's <laughs> crazy, man. It's a great team. Throwing you Steve Nash, throwing you lobs and stuff. I mean, like they're like that's that's pretty surreal. Uh, um, but you know, as Kobe knows, like, you know, you get maybe a half, a half a second to like, <laughs> be like, to like enjoy it. And then you gotta be like, Oh shit, I'm playing. <laughs> exactly. It goes away real quick. For sure. Hey, was Steve Nash the best teammate you ever played with? Uh, he was up there, man. Yeah. Grant, Grant Hill was great yeah. too. Um, I, yeah, like I had a lot of, a lot of really cool teammates <clears throat> over the years. I, I, that whole, that whole Suns team was great as well. I loved Amari as a teammate. He was, 
he might have been one of my favorites just 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 nice. for his uh he's got this amazing sense of humor um that i love man because he was like one of the dudes where you know like he's he's funny without knowing he's funny <laughs> you know yeah so like just the way that he is and like i don't think he even realizes it but he's he's hilarious and um so yeah but I, i've you know i've um had a lot of really you know great teammates throughout the years yeah yeah maury's maury's bigger than basketball for sure you know and steve lives right down the road from us i think he's in manhattan beach right yeah he's in manhattan yep mm, let's get with him play some beach volleyball i know i've been i've been trying to get get up with him and uh play some beach volleyball but he's uh haven't 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 challenged him yet so hopefully uh this summer yeah that whole young kids for him and this coronavirus thing might get in the way <laughs> uh Cole, what about you man your moment um honestly it was uh I made it later than Lou. <laughs> so for me, it was just to actually get the call. Um, it wasn't even the call. It was, um, I got sat in the office and um, I'm used to getting, uh, at this point, getting cut. You know what I mean? It's just kind of normal. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. It's fun. And I was um, going to, uh, I remember it was Grunwald, Woody, and, and um, Alan Houston in the office. And they sat me down and they were like, uh, you know, we're sorry. We're going to have to tell you we're making cuts today. And I'm like, well, okay. This was uh, this was cool, um, and they said you're not gonna be one of them, and I was like, oh, I want to start laughing. yeah. They started laughing at me, and they're like, "Welcome to the NBA." And, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "Wow, that's crazy." You know what I mean? I remember just again, I, I, this is probably overkill, but I remember calling my mom immediately right after that, and I was like, uh, hey, "You know, I don't know if um, if, you know, I don't know how long this will last. It's not a guarantee or anything like that, but you know, I finally can put on the jersey, and they, they can't say I, I never made a team show." I'm a yeah. Man. And, and you made the most of that too, man. When you got that opportunity, you blew up. Like yeah. you, it you went from you dropped 40 coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had some, it was crazy. I still never believed it. Like I had thirties and stuff in, in the preseason or whatever, but I just didn't, but you know, bro, I was 20, 27, 28, some years old. I just didn't think I was like, they're going to let me, you know, and you know, my history, Lou, you know me the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, I just never really believed it. You know what I mean? I think it was really going to happen. I was trying to put my best foot forward, but to be honest with you, I just was like, it's probably going to be another note. You know what I mean? And yeah. That was right. the first day, and we ran with it. Cope, wait, you dropped 40 in the game? No, I had, I had, I had, in the NBA, no, I had, uh, I had 30, I think I had, 30 you had like 36 or something. That's still anything 30 plus, man. That's that's going. Well, you had like mid, you had like close to 40, I remember one game. Yeah, in the pre in the preseason, a couple mm-hmm. I had a couple of 30s in the in my rookie year, but the, yeah, the 30 preseason, yeah. preseason was like, yeah, I was like, I had 30, but I still I did because also that year, um, you know, JR's brother was there too. So I was like, you know, Chris was tough, he's a good competitor, and you know, I was like, damn, at the end of the day, I was like, I don't think I'm they're gonna pick me over him, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I never really believed it. <laughs> I really yeah. didn't. Yeah. Right. And people were telling me like, "Listen, you're putting on a show for all the other teams, and maybe somebody else will pick you up." And I was already anticipating where where I could end up next. Right. I really didn't think I was gonna make it. And Man. Like, so. Well, I feel like if you didn't, if if the Knicks didn't pick you up that year, someone would have picked you up just off of the strength of that preseason you had. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. 
Man, but it's both a testament to your guys' preparation for opportunity. Like, it didn't come easy, but you also didn't give up. And when the opportunity came, you guys both seized it like crazy. That's big props to both of you guys. Hey, Cope, who was a, who was the toughest player that you ever had to defend? Hardest matchup. It, can, it doesn't have to be, like, the super superstar, but whoever it was. Um... <clears throat> I mean, obviously, you got. I mean, I, I've always said LeBron, but I mean, the he's good. He's pretty good. The lesser known, lesser lesser known. I think one of the more underrated players that I played a lot against, like as far as one on one. I'll say two names from my Nick days: um, uh, Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith. Like it was really hard to score on on Shump um, and challenge me every day. And J.R. is probably the most one of the most talented like guys. Yeah. To, to, for me, like I mean, he was. He was smaller than me, but like super fast, strong, and jump out the gym. You know what I mean? So um, those would be the names I would say. So, so you never guarded Lou in the game? <laughs> yeah, Lou. <laughs> that's biased, man. That's homie. I've been I'm me and Lou been playing for the league. Uh, I'm messing, Lou. I mean, so like, uh, and he's right there, so I don't want to. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Give somebody else some, yeah, some shout, some love. I feel you, Lou. What about you? Uh, I don't know. I always people ask me this all the time, and I always yeah, say a few names. Um, first name I say is Dirk because yeah, that mf'er like he, <laughs> you know, he seven footer. Okay, this is before like there was really du- big dudes that that were like stretching the floor like he did, but um, mm-hmm. he was kind of the first one to do it, and you know he, he shoots the ball his release point is like behind his head he's yeah. seven foot. Jeez. He's got all the pump fakes. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, so there's, it was impossible to guard him because, you know, you, you, you had to challenge a shot, but you couldn't jump. If you jumped at all, he would go, he would get you in the air and go to the line. And, um, he was just so long. And, and even if you were right up on him, he would still just the, you know, his release point being where it was, like he can still get a clean look no matter anytime he wanted. <laughs> so so I say he's he's yeah. probably one of the toughest guys. Um, you know, I had to go also I was kind of, you know, part of that Suns team that, that we we were kind of one of the first few teams to start playing kind of what now is pretty ubiquitous across the across the league is, is small ball. So I would be you know in the game and I'll be playing, I'll be guarding guards. Um, I'll be guarding centers. You know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm not that big. I mean, I'm, I'm big to normal people, but you know, when I'm playing against like, uh, you know, Pau Gasol or like Andrew Bynum, like that's a, that's a tough matchup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so anytime I would be like in the game against guys like big, strong dudes or, or long dudes like that, I, it would be tough for me. Man, yeah, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, Dirk, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, I mean, you guys are both the toughest players that I've ever defended to when we play pickup basketball. Uh, Lou, when we practiced for the TBT years ago, I put you guys as the hardest hardest defenders I've had to. And I don't play any defense, so that doesn't that doesn't hold any weight. How about, was that? The compliments still appreciated. <laughs> good, good, good. What is your definition of leaving a legacy? 
not necessarily what's put on a billboard or anything like that, but what would be leaving a legacy to you? Lou, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, think about that a whole lot, but I, I do like, I think for me, I, I would love to basically inspire as many people as I can, um, nice. in, in positive ways, you know? So, you know, I would love to have a family and kids and, and all of that. And, and I guess that's the ultimate, you know, legacy when it comes to inspiration, you know, your, your own child, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what other human can you inspire on a greater level than your own child? I don't think there's probably anybody, but, um, you know, but it, it just comes down to, yeah, like I think, um, trying to inspire people to think differently, to, to see new perspectives, um, to, uh, you know, question some of their long held beliefs. I think these are very powerful, um, powerful things. And if I can, uh, inspire that in other people, um, uh, I, I think that that's one of the highest callings, to be honest. That's a beautiful answer, Lou. Beautiful answer. Cope, what about you? What does leaving a legacy mean to you? Uh, and I'm going to piggyback, you know, Lou says, Lou's, yep. Lou's on point. I got to piggyback Lou because he makes, makes great points. And that's, it's, uh, when he said, uh, challenging people's long held beliefs. Nice. Again, that's really what I was talking about earlier. You know what I mean? And that's really what I'm about. So, um, you know, I think you want to, it's all about impact and, you know, being an example. So doing, doing things, it's one thing to just say and say, say things that can challenge someone's belief or being an example of. Um, so for me personally, I, like, I, I can't just say athletes are more, I have to do more and show that we are more and we, we have more to offer. So that's, that'll be my legacy. Man, both super good answers. And you both will like inspire impact, like just being around you guys and, and developing a relationship with you guys. Anytime I am like, it's, you guys bring this positive energy about you. You bring a positive energy to, to give to others too. It's never, whenever I'm around you, it's never about just what, what anybody can do for you, but you guys are literally living examples of being what a true testament of a, a, a servant, a motivated servant, inspiring others. So, I mean, I know, I know I'm pumping you up even more so cope after saying you, uh, you're the hardest guy I've ever defended, but like honest truth, people need to everybody out there, you need to follow Lou and Cope and just learn from them. Just just follow what they're doing, what they're saying, the message they're putting out there because it's it's changing the world. So in that in that note, how can we all follow you guys? Cope? Uh yeah, you can follow me uh Optimus Cope, like Optimus Prime, but Cope. <laughs> um uh also uh, I want to plug X versus X because I think it's a it's a beautiful movement that Meta Meta created. Um, yeah, it's gonna get even if for people that's not just trying to be uh, professional basketball players, like it's it's just dope dope way to connect. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and network. So uh, X versus X um, sports, and then uh, Optimus Code. Love it, Lou. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess yeah. I have Instagram. I'm not super active on there. Uh. It's Lou Amundsen 17. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't put too much on there. But, you know, if, if, if you want to just come see me. 
Go come to the beaches of Manhattan beaches. Get on that volleyball court. You'll find them. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> talk a little bit. We'll rap. Lou, come on, man. You put some creative pictures up on Instagram. You definitely do. Anytime you put something up on Instagram, I got to I gotta stop and think. I'm like, first of all, what the heck is that? And what is the meaning of that? So you challenge people, man. You make them think. Both you guys, absolute definitions of being a one percenter, pouring into yourself so you, think you can pour into others. That's my definition of it. But what is your definition of... What does being a one percenter mean to you? Lou, we'll let you roll with this first one. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just going back to, right, like to, you know, trying to get in the league and, and look, you know, having that as my my goal, you know, basketball, be successful in basketball. Like you have to look at it like that. You know, you have to look at, I remember just so many times when, you think about, oh, like, how bad do you want it? Like, you know, are you going to be, are you going to do um, more than 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 99% of the people out there? That's what it comes down to, right? Nice, like, if you're one nice. presenter. Yeah, nice. Do Are you going to do more than, 90, are you going to do more than 99% of people? Um, because if you're not, then you're not going to be in the 1%. Um, so, so I think just understanding that and, and, and trying to put yourself in a different category of like, well, it's not, you know, if you're trying to get to that, that 1% doing what, what is status quo or what everyone else is doing, is not good enough. So you have to, you have to dig a little deeper, reach a little higher. And that becomes um, your mantra that becomes your philosophy. Um, and that's how you achieve. I think that 1%, that's how you get there. Wow, Lou, that was really good. Cope, can you top that? That was that's some fire right there. <laughs> no, I won't top, but uh, <laughs> piggyback as, piggyback. as <laughs> No, that's that's uh, Lou, Lou. Lou is a really smart dude, and I think people really should should follow him. He's he's awesome for real. Um, Thanks, Cope. No, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, to piggyback that, yeah, being one percent is is um, you know, to be elite, you know, and I, it just makes me think of. My coach, my favorite coach of all time, um, Yves Dufresne, he coached me overseas. And um, he told me success is not a destination, it's, it's a lifestyle. Um, nice. So it's about like that, having that mindset every day <clears throat> that, that um, pushes you to be more and, be, and to be great at whatever it is you choose. Um, so it's, for me, that's always been, or not always, since, since that conversation and him actually pushing me every day to change my mindset about everything, whether it be what I'm you know, getting more sleep or um, spending more time doing things that are beneficial to, to whatever I had going on. Um, for me, that's what it's about. It's just trying to embrace that that journey and that uh, everyday, everyday mindset. Man, you tied that up so well, making the one percenter a lifestyle. Beautiful. Chris Copeland, Lou Almason, you guys are officially off the hot seat and the one percent podcast. Thank you so much both of you guys for coming on, taking this time, spending this time, and just I, I loved you guys before this, but your wisdom, man, you, I'm telling you, you guys got to start something where you're out there even more because there's a lot of a lot of great things people can learn from both of you. That'll be fun. We go Thanks, back. So that'll be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I appreciate you guys big time. And that's a wrap. 
on this week's episode of the 1% Podcast. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to the 1% Podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. If you could, I will shout you out, personally thank you, leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it, one star of course if you hate it, and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions, suggestions that you might have. Post on social media and tag me at David Nurse NBA, and I will repost the reviews the podcast gets. I'll shout you out personally for sure. Thank you so much for being the best community, the best family, the best 1% squad. So blessed for all of you out there. Now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement into someone. You can and you will make a difference. 